people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Success happens only on purpose. People who create success, especially if it's consistent and it's sustained, that success was created on purpose. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself 
to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is a quote um, that someone may accuse you with. You think you are better. And the answer is, well, I am. Now, before we get into that, where this is coming from and where it's going, let me tell you a couple of things. First of all, my daily motivation message that I send out every morning via text to everyone in my text community, you can become part of that and get that message. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. My next live event, Working Your Game Live, is happening in person in Miami, Florida, February 3rd and 4th. Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live, where we will be helping you to perform at a higher level, do so consistently, and make more money in your business. That's, again, workonyourgame.live is where you get your ticket. And the next step in your work on your game journey, once you are already immersed into this show, which you already are, is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, get access to all of our courses and programs, and also work with me directly. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, getting into the topic here today, years ago, there was a conversation taking place between me and a few uh, associates of mine. And one person in this conversation accused other people in the conversation of saying, well, you other people think you're better than I am as a person. This is just what this person's like. Y'all think y'all better than me. And without going into the details of exactly so deep into it, long and short of it is this person, what led to this conversation is a person had placed the bet on themselves. And this person what the bet was that they would achieve a certain outcome. Then they proceeded to not even really give any effort towards achieving this outcome after they had bet on themselves. So they ended up having to pay money for their lack of accomplishment, which really was a lack of effort. Maybe they would have failed even if they had tried, but they didn't even try. And what happened is we and continue to clown and ridicule this person for their lack of effort, thus a lack of achievement. And this person, after being uh, ribbed and laughed at for so long over the fact that he didn't even try to do something he had bet money on himself on doing, he went on to throw this attack at us. So y'all just think y'all better than me. He said that we thought we were better than him because we were laughing at him. Well, in that situation, well, we goddamn were better than him because we had at least tried to achieve our outcome. He hadn't even tried to achieve the thing that he had bet money on. So it'd be one thing we've been laughing at a lack of achievements. Another thing we're laughing at somebody who didn't even try to, they didn't even try to advance themselves. And then they felt bad about it and then tried to save face by saying, well, you just think you're better. Uh, this is a, a saving face argument. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. So we, let's get into our points and I'll explain this even better. The topic, once again, is if anyone ever accuses you of thinking that you're better than them, well, hey, maybe they're right. Maybe you are better than them. Let's get into it. Point number one, as you go on your personal and professional growth journey, understand that there are people who you are going to leave behind and people you are going to leave in your past. All right. This is inevitable. It is part of the game. This is just the way that it works. I talked about this in episode 989, why you will lose some friends over the next five years. I also talked about this in episode 1549, why some old friends become old friends. Because if you're on a journey of personal and professional growth, not everybody else is going to be on that journey. So some of the people who are your peers today three years from now will no longer be your peers because they are not continuing to grow while you are continuing to grow. And hopefully none of you is on the other side of that equation where they're growing and you're not. Uh, some people are simply not willing to do what you're willing to do in order to keep up with just the rate of progress that you're at. It's not they got to keep up with your progress. 
They're just not willing to do anything to keep up with progress, period. They're just not willing to progress. They don't want to do the things that it would take to progress. So they stay in the same spot. You're doing the things that it takes to progress. So you're moving forward. Therefore, you're no longer going to have as much in common with them as you used to have. And some of those people, once you start doing this, you're progressing and they're not. And they start to see the difference and understand this is uh, what I talked about in my book, The Third Day. We call this the separation day. That every time you do something to move yourself forward and other people don't, there's a slight amount of separation that gets created between you and that person. That you two are no longer as equal as you used to be simply because you are growing and they're no longer growing. That little bit of separation that you create each day, you can't really tell the difference. But over time, it starts to become really obvious to the point that you can't ignore it. Those people might start, might, not all of them, but they might start looking at you sideways, wondering why you are doing the things that you're doing instead of looking in the mirror and asking themselves, hey, what do I need to do so I can you know, make progress the way that this person is making progress? So what people will do in this case, instead of, again, checking themselves, they try to find a way to check you because it's much easier to do that. So they're trying to find a way to pull you down mentally. If not, no, they're not literally pulling you down or slowing you down, but they'll try to find a way to make it seem like what you're doing is wrong instead of, again, looking in the mirror or looking out the window. They'll try to find a way to pull you down. And one of those ways will be to accuse you of thinking that you're a better person than they are because of the gap between your accomplishments and their accomplishments. All right, this is one of the things that people do is they try to find a way to make it seem like whatever you're doing is somehow wrong. And that makes them more righteous. And it makes them more, it basically validates and affirms them. We talked about this a couple of days ago, the difference between being right and being accurate. What's right is, again, anybody can make themselves right because all they had to do is come up with some argument that justifies whatever they're feeling. Every human being, by the time you get to age 13, you get pretty good at that. Coming up with some kind of emotional not emotional, a logical justification for any emotional feeling that you have. Every human being has the ability to do that. Again, once you get a grasp of the language, anybody can do this and everybody does it. The challenge is how much do you catch yourself doing it and call yourself on your own bullshit? Most people never get good at that. There's a few people who get really good at it. and Most people never even consider that they may be bullshitting themselves just by again, telling themselves things that makes them feel validated and affirmed. So one of the ways that people do this, I talked about this in my book, Work On Your Game, also in my book, The Super You, that when you have a high level of confidence, some people may call your confidence arrogance or cockiness because that makes your confidence seem like something that's bad instead of them just doing the work to become as confident as you are. If they haven't had the humility to do the work that allows them to be confident, but you have, your confidence is so far ahead of theirs that they had to make your confidence seem like a bad thing. Or this could also be like somebody who doesn't have money. They're not doing the things to make money that you're doing to earn money not even make money, but earn money. And instead of just doing the things that are necessary for them to make the money that you're making, they'll come up with justifications that the rationalizations and justifications that make it seem like you having more money is not necessarily a good thing. It's, it can even be a negative thing. So they say, well, you're just money hungry, or you may be stealing from people, or you're overrated, or your stuff is overpriced, or money doesn't make you happy. These are all, any of you have ever heard these phrases, and hopefully you haven't used them. But if you have, stop. These phrases are the things that people say as a rationalization for why they don't have the kind of money that they want to have. It's a way of them mentally pulling you down so that they don't have to do the work to get to the level that you're at. And another way that people do this is what we're talking about here today is somebody just saying, well, you think you're better than me. Well, first of all, no human being has the ability to read minds. So somebody telling you that you think something is already a logical fallacy before they even fill in the gap with whatever else they're going to say. It doesn't even matter what they say because you can't read another person's mind. So instead of looking in the mirror, what these people do is look out the window. And one of those ways, again, is accusing you of thinking that you're better than them. Well, here's the thing. 
many times when they say things like this, so you think you're better than me as they are noticing your progress versus their lack of progress, guess what? They're right. You are better than them. The reason that you're better than them is because you're doing things to improve yourself and make yourself a more valuable individual and they're not. All right, does that make you better? I think by if the measure is success and progress, then yeah, it makes you better. And sometimes another person is simply better. And if you can't admit that, then that's a personal issue. All right, that has nothing to do with the person. That has something to do with you. So by simple logic, you are better than a person if you're making more progress than they are. You're working on your game more than they are. And if you're creating more success than they are. All right, this is an accurate assessment. It's not because they don't have the opportunity to get better. It's not like you're holding them back. All right, they are the ones who are not taking the actions. You're the one who was actually out there doing the work. They simply didn't take the opportunities that you took. And it's not a good or a bad thing. It's simply life, everybody. If you look back 10 years, 20 years, you may notice there are some people who used to be your peers who are no longer your peers because you made progress that they didn't make. Again, I told you in episode 989, you're going to lose some friends over the years simply because not everybody wants to continue getting better. So over time, your progress just so far outpaces them that it comes to a point that you and that person don't really have anything else in common. You used to, but you don't anymore. And the gap gets so big. Again, I talked about this the separation day that you and that person are no longer peers. And it's, again, not a bad or good thing. It's just a thing, but it is a real thing. So this is why I want you to understand it. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is you being accused, someone saying you think you're better. Well, the answer is you're right. You are better. Point number two. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to go around and announce this to people that you're better than them because you're making more progress than they are. But do not think that there aren't people out there who are thinking this. There are people out there who are going to think this about you if you are indeed making investments into yourself and you are indeed making yourself better. Now, if you're kind of in stagnation mode and kind of running on a treadmill, you're working, but you're not really making progress, then people might not be thinking this about you. But once you start taking the steps that need to be taken, people will think this about you. They may not say it, but they will think it. And I'm giving you a license and permission to think it yourself. If you are actually doing the work, you have a right to believe that you are better than other people. And again, it doesn't make them bad. It's not a negative thing. I mean, if you're just doing more work than another person, you're better than them. I mean, again, I come from the sports world, folks. All right. So this is not some this is not some spiritual kumbaya conversation that we're having here. I come from the sports world. And in the sports world, there are clear there's a clear hierarchy who's better than who. Because we got a scoreboard up there and the scoreboard tells us who won each game and those games accumulate. And in the sports world, it's clear who came in first, who came in second, who came in last. We got all that stuff laid out and there's no hiding from it and there's no avoiding it. That's the world that I come from. And I still take that mentality and that approach to the things that I do to this very day, even though outside of the sports world, things are much less objective. They're much more subjective. There's still ways of measuring depending on how you want to measure. Good thing is the option that we have outside of sports world is you can choose your own measurements, whereas in the sports world, you don't have a choice of the measurement. It's the scoreboard. In the business world, you can choose different ways of measuring uh, what makes you better or worse or what metrics you want to pay attention to. So in the business world, you have more options than the sports world, which can be a good thing. It also can be more of a challenge. When I go and run in a 10K race, for example, or I go outside and I'm you no know, running just in the, in the mornings and you know, running and I see other people out on the streets running, too. And I catch up to a person who's also running and they were way ahead of me. But then I catch up to them and I pass them. Well, listen, I'm faster than that person. And in running, I think one of the things that matters is the speed. All right, I'm better than you. I'm faster than you. That's why I'm passing you. That's why I caught up to you from uh, half a mile away and I passed your ass and you will not pass me back because I'm faster than you. I'm better than you. Why? Because I'm in better shape than they are. I work out more often than them. I work out some more consistent than them. I'm a better athlete. I'm in better condition. And the push comes to seven and me and that person have a direct competition. I would kick their ass. So, yes, I'm better than them. And I've done the work to earn the right to say that. Some people might hear that and say, well, that's 
being cocky. That's being arrogant. That's putting yourself above the other person. Okay, call it what you want to call it, but look at the scoreboard. Again, in the sports world, there's no going around this. Outside of the sports world, you can come up with all different kinds of justifications and move the goalposts any way you want. See, in the sports world, you can't move the goalposts. The goalposts is in one spot and it doesn't move. Everywhere else in life, the goalposts can be moved around. That's why I'm giving you this ref, this frame of reference coming from the sports world. And I'm not ashamed to admit that, listen, I'm better than you because I've done these things. I've accomplished these things. I've done this work. I've done this preparation. I put myself in this position. So yeah, I'm better than you. And if somebody's better than me, I can admit that too. All right, this person's just better than me at that. I need to get better. If I want to catch up to them, if I want to compete with them, then I got to get better because clearly they're ahead of me. And you had to be able to look at yourself objectively and look at others. So choose if you are competitive in that way. And you just want to keep it real with yourself. There's nothing wrong with being real with yourself, folks. Actually, is that I suggest that you be more real with yourself and you get some people around you who have license to be real with you. I talked about this in episode number 1031, the value of not friends in your life. These are people who are your friend, but they're not there to be your friend. In other words, these are people who can tell you the truth about yourself. They can smack you in the face with the truth, the harsh truth that you might not want to hear, but you need to hear. And the challenge for many humans is one of the reasons many people never move forward in life is because you don't have any of these people in your life. You don't have anyone in your life who can tell you the truth about yourself. And if and when they do tell you the truth, you just find a convenient way to ignore it and rationalize whatever you want to believe about yourself. Again, being right versus being accurate. And you earn the right to believe that you're better than another person as long as you're doing the work and you can prove it. So when your business and career far outpaces that of your peers who used to be your equals, you're better than them because you're doing the work, making investments, implementing consistently in a way that they are not doing. It's not that it wasn't available to them. It's not like you have some unfair advantage. After all, you and that person were peers at one point, right? So everything you did, they could have did. They just didn't do it. So that doesn't make you a bad person. Somebody accusing you of thinking that you're better than them does not make them righteous and it does not make you wrong. Even though nobody can read minds, again, people will throw this out there. Think about who's the person who's throwing the accusation out there. Oh, you think you're better than me. Who's the person throwing it out? It's the person who's in a losing position, right? And how does somebody even get to saying these words? How does the person even get to forming their mouth to even say these words? Let me tell you how. Is because that thought has to travel from their brain to their mouth. The only way they could even think, the only way they could even get to the point of saying something like this is if they were thinking it. And usually people think things for some period of time before they actually say them out of their mouths. So this person, going back to my initial example that I gave you that led to this episode, this person was already thinking this for a while before they actually said it out loud. They just finally got around to the point of saying it out loud. They have been believing this for a while. They've been thinking this for a while. And listen, I didn't say it. Nobody else said it to them. They said it themselves. It was meant it was already on their mind. They were already thinking it. And this is what I believe it was Jack Canfield. He's one of the authors of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series of books. He talked about this concept of Velcro. And the way he explained it is that when somebody says something, the only way it can bother the person who said it or the person who thinks it or anything, the only way anything that happens in the world, especially words, can bother a person is if there's something inside of you that already believes it. So it has to have something to attach to. So if somebody told you that your hair was blue and you know that your hair is not blue, you could laugh it off or just completely ignore the statement as this person saying something crazy because there's nothing in your mind that believes your hair is blue. And even if you did think your hair, even if your hair was blue, if you're not ashamed of it or bothered by the fact your hair is blue, then it doesn't matter if somebody points it out. But if somebody says something to you and it bothers you, that means there must be something in you already that that statement had to attach to that causes it to bother you. If there's nothing in you that's insecure about that thing, then it doesn't matter what somebody says. It's like if somebody said to me, Dre, 
sometimes you say things that seem kind of harsh and they may lean in a more negative, so to speak, way. And it's not always the most positive and uplifting thing that you're saying to people in your audience. When I listen to your master class, I would say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sometimes I'll smack people in the face with the truth. I'll smack people in the face with what they need to hear, not with what they want to hear. That is not an insult to me. That's accurate. I would say you're right. I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm glad you noticed it. It doesn't bother me. Whereas there are other people out there, you said that to them, they would feel like defensive and say, oh, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that I'm not uplifting you as much as I should. Let me make sure I'm saying more positive things on my show. Well, the hell with that. I don't do that. That's not what this show is. So if you were expecting that, you're in the wrong place. So when someone accuses you of thinking that you're better than them, they are admitting to you that they already believe it because they were already thinking it to be able to say it. Point number three, today's topic, once again, someone accusing you of thinking that you're better than them and often is because you are. Number three, our culture has created this idea of this required false humility. This false humility where people who achieve at a high level relative to others have to pretend that their achievement is somehow luck or they have to pretend that they don't have a level of supreme confidence in themselves and their abilities that puts them above the average and the mediocre masses. People just have to pretend like their success is somehow it's happenstance. It just randomly happened and that it could happen to anyone else and that they're lucky to just be successful when very rarely is that the case. There are some people who are successful because they just plain got lucky. But most of the people who have created success in this world, folks, they did it intentionally. I talked about this in episode number 864. Success happens only on purpose. People who create success, especially if it's consistent and it's sustained, that success was created on purpose. Whether they themselves created it or they have people around them, maybe their family members set them up to be successful before they were even born such that they couldn't even mess up the success that they wanted to. Somebody was intentional about it. That's the whole point. Success happens on purpose, folks. And I talked about this in previous episodes of this show. If you're a person, just speaking of that, that I just said, if you're a person whose your parents didn't set you up for success and you had to start from zero and someone else's parents set them up for success and they're starting on third base, they didn't do anything wrong and they don't owe you anything. All right. Their parents did something that your parents didn't do. So instead of being mad at them for being on third base, you should be looking at your parents and saying, hey, mom, dad, why don't you set me up? Like their parents set them up. That's a better way. If you want to talk about holding somebody accountable, that's who you should be holding accountable. I mean, if we're being honest here, I've talked about this before. I'm not going to go deeper into it right now, but this is one of the ways when I talk about being accurate versus being right. This is one of the ways that I'm talking about. See, being right is what makes you feel good. Being accurate is about holding accountable who actually needs to be held accountable. And usually it's you or someone who's really close to you that needs to be held accountable. It's not those people. It's not them. It's not the outsiders. It's the insiders. So what I was saying here is that there's a level of confidence high level performers have that put them above the average and the mediocre masses. And that confidence comes from the fact that they've done the work. And this is all created, this false humility that people are forced to have and that many people buy into is created so that low level people don't feel like they're low level people. You see, what you got to understand about things like the United States government and any system that serves a mass of people is that all the systems that serve masses of people are designed not to reward the high performers. It's to create a floor for the low performers. The United States government is not designed to help people who are high performing individuals. If you're a high performing individual, the government is not designed to help you. It's designed to take from people who produce and give to people who don't produce. The government's job or what they have designed as their job is not really their job, but what they have made their job is to create a floor for the bums. That's what the government does. They create a floor for the losers. And how do they create that floor? Uh, the government isn't producing anything, but the government does take it from the people who are producers and give it to the people who are the non-producers. That's what the government does. 
somebody wants to challenge me on that point, let me know. And all, all mass production entities, this is what they do. Everybody here went to school, right? Now, we'll exclude college because only a certain percentage of people even go to college. But think about when you were in just your regular formal education, K through 12. What would happen if you were in class and one of the students, one of the students who doesn't really do their schoolwork and they weren't really that diligent of a student for whatever reason, raised their hand and told the teacher that they didn't quite understand the concept. You understood it. You were ready to move on to the next thing, but they said they didn't understand. What did the teacher do? Well, the teacher had to stop the forward progress of the whole class and they had to make sure that this one lagging student caught up. The whole point is in school, which serves the masses of people, especially public school, they serve the masses of people. They have to slow down to make sure that everybody catches up. Even the lowest level person, there has to be a floor for the lowest level person. So what happens in school is that the high level performers actually get penalized. You don't get to go as fast as you would want to go simply because you got to slow down so that slow people can catch up. This is how school was designed. This is why it's called a standardized education, because they got to make sure everybody gets a standard level of performance. So you high level people, those of you who are high level performers in school, you didn't learn as much as you could have learned in as short a time as you could have learned it simply because you had to be held back so that everybody else can keep up. Everybody couldn't keep up at your pace. So you had to slow down to so that you didn't get too far ahead of them. That's what this is like. And this is all created. And I'm just using school and government as examples here, but there are many other examples. This is all created so that low level people don't feel like they're low level people when they actually are low level people. And what's happening in the world today is that a lot of low level people are they're ganging up and teaming up on high level performers and trying to shame and guilt the high level performers for being high level performers and coming up with crafty ideas and rationalizations as to why the high level performers are high level performers as if they didn't earn it. And and this is not a new idea, but what's insidious about this is that the high level performers ain't fighting back. They're being quiet and, and taking this. They're getting slapped up side the head with this and they're not fighting back. They're not saying anything back. Because of this pervasive thing that we have in our culture that you have to pretend you have to have this false sense of humility that your success was somehow happenstance or luck or it was handed to you when most of it hasn't been. But people ain't saying anything. So this is how why it continues and why it continues to grow. So high level people have to pretend like they're just like everybody else when that they're absolutely not. This is bullshit. One of the reasons why high level performers are high level performers is because of their being, their energy. High level performers, we believe certain things about ourselves. That average and mediocre people don't believe because average and mediocre people have not done the work to earn the right to believe it. And then because of the things that we believe, high level performers about ourselves, we go out and do the work to solidify that belief and get the results of that belief. We have and we do. So we are better. Uh, get it? Be, do, have. I just said it in reverse. And we'll continue to be even more better than everybody else. And this is why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. All right, despite what is being said, and one credit that I will give to high level performers, even though many of them are not pushing back against the nonsense is being spread socially these days, they're still doing the work that keeps making them get better and better and better. Even though they're not you know, saying anything, they're still doing their work. Maybe they don't have time to say anything because they're out working. But you get the point. Let's recap today's class, which is you think you're better. When well, somebody accuses you of that, it's probably because you are better. That's why they were thinking it. So point number one, as you go on your personal and professional growth journey, if you are on one, there are people who you will leave behind and in your past because they are not willing to do the work that you have done. And the gap between your accomplishments and theirs will continue to grow. And they may eventually accuse you of thinking you're better than them, even though you weren't thinking that they're thinking it. And you know what? They're right. You are better than them because you've done work. They simply haven't done. Point number two, I'm not telling you, you need to go around and announce this to people, but don't think there are people who are who are not thinking it. I'm also giving you a license and permission to think it yourself. You have done the work. You have a right to believe that you're better than somebody. You don't have to announce it to them again. 
You don't have to be a jerk to them either. You can just treat them like a two-minute person like they are, as I talked about in episode 1058, and keep it moving. But understand, if you've done work that other people haven't done, you've earned the right to believe what you want to believe about yourself. You've earned the right to have that belief. Discipline creates confidence. Number three, our cultures create this idea of required false humility, where people who achieve at a high level had to pretend like it's somehow luck or that they didn't have that they didn't do the work to earn what they have or that it was handed to them in some way. And then the people who haven't achieved, they're acting like they were just you know, struck with some negative bad luck that caused them to be in a position that they're in when this is absolutely not true. But people are allowing this concept, this idea to just become more and more pervasive in society. But if I have anything to say about it, I'm going to push back against it. One of the reasons why high level performers are high level performers is because of our being. We believe certain things about ourselves and that belief comes from the fact that we have discipline, we have strategy, and we have systems that we're operating. That being leads to the doing and it leads to the outcomes. So we are better. And even if we don't go around announcing it, we are better. And if other people want to announce it, you think you're better. Well, they are better. I mean, you were thinking it, right? So it was already in your brain. So you think we're better. We are better. And we'll continue to become even more better. That's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And the gap between the people at the top and the people at the bottom is growing. It has been growing and it will continue to grow, folks, because as I told you, the law of inertia, people who are doing things continue to do things and people doing nothing continue to do nothing. Question is, which group are you going to be in? All that said, text me, get my daily motivation straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Go to workonyourgame.gov, get your tickets to my next live event, February 3rd and 4th in Miami. And workonyourgameuniversity.com is your next step to get into all my courses and get direct coaching from me. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.